You know, as entrepreneurs, we're exceptionally busy and busy is good. I mean, especially if we're doing what we love and, and we've designed our life and business in a way that we can actually enjoy our time. But there often comes a time where uh, we feel exceptionally tired and then chronic fatigue can kick in. And I wonder if there is a way that we can fix that fatigue and optimize our health and, and energy levels specifically but naturally without the use of caffeine and stimulants. So let's get started and discuss. Welcome to day 69 of my 90 day challenge, almost just 20 days to go. And I can't wait. It's been a marathon, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm sharing my journey back to physical and mental health. And that's the real reason why I'm pivoting into the health entrepreneurship world too. And, you know, alongside that, I'm covering the stories of entrepreneurs from all sorts of professional backgrounds. Majority have been actually from non-health backgrounds, but my guest today is, is a medic, so you'll, you'll hear his story as well. But essentially what I'm doing is empowering you by sharing stories of others from, doesn't matter what kind of background that you have, you can get into the health sector. If you've come across a personal experience, either your own or you've cared for a loved one perhaps, and you feel that as an entrepreneur, you have the skill set, you have the inspiration to do something about it, you don't necessarily want to go back to school and train to become a doctor, but in terms of a venture, can you launch a business, a startup, and actually help create solutions? You're going to come across some obstacles, right? So if you're a non-health professional, especially, uh, you want to get some champions on board. You want to get some support from within the health sector, and you want to overcome some of the challenge like adoption, securing investment, and gaining partners. But I'm here to help you. I've created a free training session down below. So check the description there. And uh, I'd love to walk you through the process of taking your idea and turning it into a business that actually overcomes these obstacles and adds value. So love to work with you. Let's get started with my special guest today. Uh, he is a physician based in the US. And um, let me just double check. Yes, based in the US. Uh, I was just double checking something there. Uh, his name is Dr. Evan Hirsch. He is founder and CEO of the International Center for Fatigue. And before we do officially get started, I have to put the disclaimer out. We will be speaking about health issues, obviously. So this is information education only. Please do speak with your licensed doctor. Dr. Hirsch, welcome. Dr. B, thanks so much for having me on. You're an absolute star. And can I just say thank you to you because you were one of the very first people that I reached out to at the very beginning of this 90 day challenge. And uh, you've been super helpful, including right before we went live. So it's so good to have you here. You know, you are, as I said, someone who started within the health sector and you know, you, you are still mission driven, even though you're helping others with their energy levels, you are mission driven in your own entrepreneurship. I'd love to just share your story with, with our audience. Would you like to just walk me through that and what led you to what you're doing today? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. So my story began when I was 10 years old. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to go back that far. <laughs> so when I was in medical school and then into my residency, I was, I was pretty stressed out and I did not want to be an entrepreneur at all. I just wanted to focus on helping people. It's kind of how most of us start. And then all of a sudden, a number of things happened that made me into a health entrepreneur. So I'll kind of take you through some of that. So I graduated medical school and I started my residency 
And first month in, I met my wife, we fell in love. And three months later, she couldn't get out of bed with chronic fatigue. And her fatigue lasted for three years. And then she was mostly better. But through that time, I was doing my residency. So that means three years of additional training beyond medical school here in the States. And I was doing that in family medicine. And I was in the hospital and I was working with all these different physicians. And I was asking them and trying to do as much research as I could about chronic fatigue while I was working 80 hours a week. It was not going well. Plus this woman that I was that I fell in love with, that I loved, that I wanted to marry, couldn't get out of bed. And she was actually running her own business as well. And so it's kind of amazing how she was able to do that at the same time. But I couldn't find the answers that I wanted. And so all of a sudden I started asking more questions and different questions. Why don't we have answers to this? So I began to learn about holistic medicine and then integrative medicine and then functional medicine. So trying to get to the why of the why of the why, like what are the real causes below this cause? So if you have high blood pressure or in this case, chronic fatigue is the reason that you have low B12 or is actually the reason that you have low B12 because you also have some sort of toxicity like heavy metals that are pulling the B12 out of your body. And then has the heavy metals, what sort of relationship do they have to any sort of chemicals, molds, infections, or negative emotional patterns? So that's kind of the path that I started down. And as I learned more and more, and I got more into environmental medicine, I became more comfortable with this. Now, unfortunately, well, fortunately, she got better. And then we got married, had a kid. I started my own practice. And somebody had told me about a micro practice. So I wanted to be lean. I wanted to run everything myself. So I started that off and I had a a holistic and functional medicine family practice, just like a little neighborhood dock in a box. I had like one room, um, 166 square feet. And that worked out well for a while. But then I moved into another space, kind of developed a partnership with somebody else, which didn't end well, as sometimes that ends up happening, had a number of practitioners in the building that were renting space. They all left at once. And all of a sudden, there were some additional stressors. And I ended up getting chronic fatigue in 2010. And mine lasted for five years. And it wasn't until I went through and found all of the causes, which I have found now there are 10 categories of causes. And if you break it out, it becomes 33 different causes, which can feel a little bit overwhelming, but don't get overwhelmed by that. And everybody who has chronic fatigue has 20 of those, at least 20 of those 33 causes. So it's like walking around with 20 nails in the bottom of your foot, and you have to pull out all of those nails in order to have complete resolution. And it's not impossible. You can generally do it in six months. You just have to commit the time, the energy, and all that. So But that's the process that I went through. And so as I was going through this, I was burnt out from my business. My my brain fog and my body pain and my fatigue were so bad that I had to keep hiring people to do my job in the business. I don't know if any of your listeners have kind of gone through this process, but it's not fun. I had to decrease the amount of hours that I was working. I My relationship suffered at home because my wife is coming out of her fatigue. We've got a new baby and I can't do the dishes. Right. So it wasn't good for our relationship. It wasn't good for my relationship with my kid, where she's like, daddy, play with me. And I can't. Right. So I felt incredibly guilty, lots of shame, and it didn't help my fatigue at all. And so it was finally when I committed to my mind, my mental health mindset, my body, getting rid of the toxins out of my, out of my body that I really 
um, and figuring out what the process was and then applying it also to my patients at the time that I found that I had lots of good success. And I saw that there was a problem here, like most of your clients, where this was a niche that I could step into. And I found that I was able to step into it with fatigue. I wrote the uh, best-selling book on Amazon that you see over my shoulder. And that's kind of been my baby. And my BHAG, my big, hairy, audacious goal now is to help a million people resolve their fatigue, right? So that became my mission in life. And then I also wanted to make sure that I was taking care of myself. So I knew that in order to be able to do that, I had to look at some different models. And so I looked at a virtual practice model. So I went virtual in 2018 and I now train other practitioners to do the same thing. And I've spent over $100,000 on my mindset and business education in the last couple of years so that I could leverage my time appropriately, help more people, but then also not burn myself out because 80 hours a week is not sustainable. Some people believe 40 hours a week is not sustainable, especially if you're seeing patients or especially if you've got calls and now it's even harder on Zoom because of Zoom fatigue. But if you're, you know, if you've got five, six, seven, eight, 20 patients or so that you're seeing per day, depending on who you are, what kind of trauma you've had, what kind of stressors you have, how your body reacts to these stressors will determine what is healthy for you. So I found that I really had to have half of my days were clients and half of my days were working on the business. And then as, as I've kind of transitioned, now I'm only seeing in my, in my upper tier programs, I'm seeing about three one-on-ones per week. And then the rest are group visits. And then the rest is working on my business, growing my team so that I can really help a million people resolve their fatigue. Evan, I'm just going to share something with our audience, you know, and I'm going to vouch for your skills, the advice that you give. Evan's going to laugh in a second. But <laughs> well, when I started this 90 day challenge, here's me, you know, I, I'm new to this game, right? So I'm, I'm contacting uh, all these different people that I know and inviting them to be guests on the show. And he's like, you're going to need to automate this process because this is going to take you years to sort out and he gave me this simple trick and that's the secret people have asked me how the heck do you find these people let alone get them onto the show every single day almost for the last 90 days so i owe it to you evan uh, you are the the go-to guy for this so well, when really you when it. you ask me you're like you know hey send me your uh your bio and all this stuff and <laughs> hey, give me what dates would be appropriate. I'm like, I'm like, there's, there's no way you're going to go crazy. So and, you got to automate that. You yeah. know, it's, it sounds simple, but it's these things that add up. And you said 33 or so different causes. And I, and I wonder some of these, whether it's the ways that we work, but it's just being more streamlined in, in the way we work as well as all the other uh, risk factors. I remember uh, Evan uh, about 20 or well, 18, 20 years ago, when I first became introduced to the world of holistic medicine and integrative medicine, as well as, um, you know, the role of the environment and the food and all, all these different, um, both beneficial and harmful effects of our in the internal as well as external environment. And, and I remember in clinics seeing quite a few patients with chronic fatigue come through the door and um, not everyone in the conventional medicine world, you know what I'm talking about, necessarily agrees with all of these approaches. But for me, it's like, you know, you've got all these multiple layers, it's peeling an onion and chronic fatigue, if I'm correct, you're the expert here. It's not 
usually just one single magic bullet that you have to get rid of. As you said, there's these 20 or so that you have probably, you really need to take each one out and replace it with something good to be able to hopefully see some benefits. Do correct me if I'm wrong, please. No, that's that was definitely well said, though I would correct you at the end where you said, you know, replacing something. So that's that's half of it. So if we take a look at all of the causes, we can really divide them up into toxicities, things that are in the body that aren't supposed to be, and then deficiencies, things that are not in the body that are supposed to be in there. And so there's those two things that have to happen. So you have to replace the deficiencies. That's actually step two of our process. And then you have to remove the toxicities and that's step four of our process. But yes, like you said, everybody's got 20, at least 20 of these 33 different causes. Now, the challenging thing is that everybody's got a different 20 of these causes. Now, me, I had like 30 of the 33 causes. <laughs> I've always been an overachiever. But somebody might have causes, you know, one, three, five, seven, nine, whatever, and somebody else might have causes two, four, six, eight, and 10, which means that their treatment is going to be much different. Because what happens these days, why are people not successful is they go to the doc and the doc says, oh, you've got chronic fatigue, you need to take B12. For some reason today, I'm using B12 as an example. Now, if somebody takes B12 and gets better or it helps them to a certain degree, it's not gonna get them all the way better generally, but it helps them to a certain degree, it pulls that nail out of the foot and somebody else takes B12 and it doesn't do anything for them. The reason why is just because that other person doesn't have that cause. And so that's why in step one of our process, which is finding the causes you actually have, is something that people forget to do. They're so focused on these treatments. Oh, I'm going to get IV vitamin C, or I'm going to get some ozone, or some of these more global treatments, or take a supplement that you think is going to help. You know, this herb may help me with my fatigue, or so-and-so, it helped my friend right? So hopefully it'll help me, but your causes are very different. So that's a very important point. So I'm curious if you've got any tangible tips you can, can offer to our audience in terms of, you know, what can they do on a day-to-day -day basis just to help themselves? Absolutely. So I think what I'll do first is if we take a big picture, look again at those causes, the most, the thing that you can do right now that doesn't cost you anything is lifestyle. And so lifestyle is a part of the deficiencies and we can go into those causes more in a bit. But when we look at lifestyle stuff and what's interesting is that I've got the aura ring. And so I'm really paying closer attention to my HRV, my heart rate variability, which is a big determining factor of parasympathetic, like how well I recover. Um, you know, what's my readiness for the day? It's measuring my sleep which if you read, look at some of the research or how people have compared it with the actual sleep machines and whatnot is okay from certain aspects, but not from others, but it's still good data. Um, I think it's, you know, it definitely is helping me with my steps and getting more activity. But when you're looking at the lifestyle stuff, some of the simple things that you can do is going to bed at the right time, at the same time every day and waking up at the same time every morning. And so for me, I kind of struggle with, Oftentimes my bedtime's like 10.30 and my aura ring is telling me, hey, you really need to be going to bed between 9.15 and 10.15. Now that's just based off of what they've seen, but that's allowing me then because I'm waking up at like 5.30, 6 o'clock without an alarm. And in order for me to get at least seven hours of sleep, which I do better at, 
during the day, I'm, my readiness score is better, my HRV is better, my um, resting heart rate is better. So there's all these different markers as well as I can feel subjectively that I feel better are all because of, of that. And so you don't have to have the aura ring to do this, but looking at making sure that you're going to sleep generally between like 9.30 and 10.30 is ideal for most people. And that's kind of like what your window should be. If you feel like you're getting more energy later into the evening, like around this that, that time or maybe seven, eight, nine o'clock, you've got more energy. It's because your circadian rhythm is messed up and your body's kind of, you're probably crashing during the day. You've got energy and then you crash, energy and then you crash. And this is the same exact thing that ends up happening at night. And so that you're your, your rhythm of being awake and then going asleep is all messed up and the body's confused and then you're tired during the day. So you have to reset that circadian rhythm by going to bed um, at the right time and waking up at the same time every day. And what's interesting around sleep is just a side note is that I get more people to sleep well at night by giving them things in the morning in order to recreate that circadian rhythm, adrenal support, mitochondrial support, B12, thyroid, all of those things are really helpful for giving you the energy during the day and then recreating that circadian rhythm. So sleep is an important thing. Food is another one. So you wanna make sure that most of the food that you're eating is meat and vegetable and a little bit of fruit, right? Anything else is not really serving you. So you could say moderation, but you know, ideally it's, it's the meat, the vegetable and the fruit. So the closer to that, that you can stay the better. Now, the, the next thing is drinking enough water. So most people are, are living in a chronic state of dehydration. Most of the people that I see who have chronic fatigue, they all need at least three liters of water per day. If you do not have chronic fatigue, but you want to know what's ideal for you, it's generally half of your body weight in ounces at least according to, if you're looking at pounds, that's which is what I'm used to. <laughs> so if somebody weighs 50 pounds, half of their body weight in ounces is 75. And so they should be consuming about 75 ounces, which is like two and a half liters. Now, I guess for kilograms, it would probably be like one to one, right? right. So for every kilogram, you're consuming as much um, liters, but you should be doing somewhere between two and three liters, depending on who you are. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is movement. For people who have chronic fatigue, most of the time they feel worse when they move, depending on how bad their fatigue is. So you want to find that Goldilocks dose that doesn't make you feel worse. If it makes you feel worse, it's too much. But you want to have enough movement in order to pump the lymph through the body, the garbage system through the body. You know, exercise is the only thing when you look at the research, it's the closest thing we have to a panacea or basically a universal cure. So the more that you can move, the better, whether it's just doing jumping jacks at home or burpees or jumping on a rebounder or going for a walk. My wife and I, every single morning, we go for a walk. Uh, it's about 7,000 steps around our lake in our little town. So that works out really well for us, but you've got to get some movement. Um, and so that not enough movement as well as too much movement can be a problem. So you want to find that Goldilocks. So those are, those are four tips that you can do right now. But remember, they're in the context of all of these other causes. If you're not able to do any of those, you just have to make sure that you're removing the other nails in the bottom of your foot so that you can have more energy. Because a lot of people are like, you know, I don't want to make those changes or it feels overwhelming to me to start to change my diet or any of those things. You don't have to worry about that now. You can address some of these other causes and then come back to those when you have more energy.
I'm really glad, Evan, that you talked about sleep. It was perfect timing. The other day, I think it, late last week, I had an episode called Better Business Ideas. And it's really what can we do with our lifestyle, especially uh, to improve the ability to think innovatively and, and more creatively. And, and the one that we were about to speak about was sleep. So you covered that. And uh, next time on the next episode, we're going to be talking about some other aspect, which is social uh, connection. And so, you know, being with other people. So really appreciate that you covered that for me. <laughs> Did you want to come back on that? Just to... <laughs> no, that's great. I look forward to that episode. So I'm curious, um, Evan, so you work in the States, but you actually cover the globe, really. So anyone anywhere in the world can work with you. So how do you actually help them at the International Center for uh, Fatigue? Yeah, that's a great question. And so what I found is that in order to be able to help people across state lines and national lines is to become a health coach. And so I don't operate as a, as a medical doctor pretty much anymore. I still have my MD, I always will have it, but now I operate as a health coach, which makes, means that I make education and provide recommendations. But we have, um, everything that we do is natural. There are no prescriptions in our program because when you have strong natural things, you don't need them. And when you're actually getting at the cause, you don't need them. And so we actually have stores in the States for labs and supplements in the UK and the European Union and New Zealand. So that we're able, and our UK store can ship anywhere in the world except for Russia and China. So we have the ability now to help people and provide them. And so then we also have calls, our, our Zoom calls are set up at different times during the week so that people from different countries can participate. So we've got the 11 o'clock in the morning on Friday for those people. I think there's somebody in New Zealand. I think it might be early for her, but it's mainly for like the UK people because I think it's like early evening. And then in the States, we've got uh, four o'clock on another day. Um, and then that also works well for, I think, people in Sweden. So it really, you know, I can't remember who's on what call, but we, we do that in order so that we can make sure that we serve people wherever they are in the world so that they can get the tools that they need, the supplements, the labs, in order to achieve the resolution of all of these problems. That's fantastic. So obviously I've put a link in the description below, which is my website. It's the resources section, but it does connect you to uh, Dr. Hirsch's um, uh, website. So I, I really, you know, actually, I'm glad you talked about time zones because on Thursday, I have a, two special guests, one from the West Coast in, in Vancouver. So your time zone, I believe, and the other one in Australia. So I don't know how we're going to manage this, but that's going to be an interesting episode all about energy levels. So I, I'm, nice. curious, I'm really curious, uh, Evan, now in terms of the business that we're talking about, you talked about your model, which is uh, you don't really see anyone one-to-one. -one. I mean, you limit that to the higher tier uh, services that you offer. Uh, but do you have any tips for uh, entrepreneurs out there, whether they're from a health background or especially those from a non-health background, any tips on getting into the um, health sector as a business, as a venture? Yeah, so, and this is kind of, as we talked about before, my virtual MD program, where I take people through a five-step process of helping them um, niche down and messaging and whatnot. A lot of it are things that you know if you are a seasoned entrepreneur, like you're going to want to niche, you're going to want to get your messaging, you're going to want to make sure that you've created your um, um, your your program appropriately. You want to make sure you're focused on the outcome. You want to make sure that you've got your sales process dialed in. 
what's important to remember is that you don't need a medical degree in order to be able to do it. There's a lot of people out there who don't have them and they're providing amazing services. People who are um, the truth about cancer and um, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to remember some of these people's names, Jonathan Otto. And, um, you know, there was somebody who wanted to become a sleep expert. And so she ended up having a summit on sleep and she just learned from people. And then she went ahead and created her own program based on that. So there's a number of different ways of, of doing it, but you're really only limited by your creativity, your imagination, and, and your drive. And you obviously have to learn about you know, functional medicine, but there's a lot of coaches that are in our space. I would say there's probably more coaches than there are docs mm. who are in the health entrepreneur space. What, what, on the whole, from those that you know, what inspires them to get into this field? It's always a personal mm. journey. You know, it's always, they had it happen to them or they had it happen to a loved one or they saw a need, but it's always something, something has affected and rattled their life where they, they went on a path. I mean, most of the time it's, if, if they're, if they're not a practitioner, or even if they are, like they had, they, they were sick, they had a diagnosis, and they realized how messed up the conventional system is. They started to look at natural and integrative and functional medicine. They found some people who ended up helping them. It still maybe, maybe it helped them completely, or maybe it still wasn't ideal. They had to keep researching. And so now they have all this knowledge, and they're able to convey it to other people and help them, um, go through this process because who's your ideal client it's you before you had the problem or when you got the problem before you had the solution right so essentially you five or ten years ago absolutely and i'd love i mean first of all how can people learn more about the virtual md if they're medics for example and want to work with you on that so it's at virtual-md.org okay v-i-r-t-u-a-l-m-d.org um yeah Excellent. Look, I'm glad you, you shared that because as you know, Evan, you know, I'm, I'm helping entrepreneurs from all sorts of backgrounds pivot into the health space. But the thing that I'd love to add to that is you don't really have to um, necessarily, I mean, there's all sorts of business models, right? And you can deliver a health service, a health coaching service. And, and that's fantastic. We actually need more of you guys because there's enough, enough people that need help that uh, there's really competition is not an issue. But what I want to challenge you is that, and you know, health is determined by all sorts of uh, places and settings and sectors. And, and as uh, Dr. Hirsch said, there's 33 different risk factors, perhaps, and causes, and they're everywhere in the places that we work, in the places that we live, in our commute, all sorts of sources of toxins, environmental poisons, and, and issues that affect our mindset as well. So what I want to urge you to do is that whatever professional background that you're in, you don't necessarily have to walk into the healthcare space. You could still have an impact in the world of health within your own setting, whether it's in the workplace and the products and services that you create or indeed the teams that you work with. And happy to go over those with you. Do again, check out uh, the entrepreneurs.doctor website and there's more information to help you there. Look, uh, Dr. Hirsch, I wanna come back to you. If there's any final words of wisdom, anything you'd like to share, it's over to you. Well, I guess I just want to say that it's it's just important that people get help along this journey. You know, whether you're you're suffering with a condition and you want to get resolution, or whether you've had that sort of resolution and you want to work with Dr. B here on 
on figuring out how that transitions into a um, into a program or a product or whatever, like anything in life, whether you're, we're talking about health, whether we're talking about business, you need a mentor, right? And what do people say who have invested in mentors? They always say, I wish I would have started earlier, right? The most successful people have million dollar MBAs, right? They have spent a ton of money in order to get that business education, in order to be able to get that health education, whatever it is, in order to be able to achieve what you want to achieve in life, right? I mean, we don't think twice about it when we get our kid piano lessons, but essentially you're getting a piano coach, right? And so you just want to make sure you, you get a coach. And sometimes you have to, you learn something from every single coach, and then it ends up adding up to who you want to be in the world and what you want to achieve. Absolutely. Look, I really appreciate your time, uh, Evan. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you and I can get to work together beyond this as well. So again, thank you. And for those of you watching, listening, appreciate your time. Uh, I'll be back, not tomorrow, taking the day off, but on Wednesday, where we'll be talking about one more aspect of your mental health and brain performance. So I'll see you all again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Learn more at The Entrepreneur's Doctor. www.entrepreneurs.doctor. Better health starts here.